Welcome to the broadcast with a capital BR. I'm your host, Gio, and I'm joined by our community member, the real Dr. Spicy. And we thank you for clicking that play button. Dr. Spicy, how you doing today, man? It's nice to meet you, talk to you, and all all that, you know? I'm I'm doing good, Gio. Thanks for thank you so much for having me on the show, my man. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you know, you're you're in the same realm of uh people like uh Dr. Shrimpley, you know. Uh, you do the shout cast, you do the, uh, what are you casting, hosting, you're building up a team, you're busy, busy, busy. So (laughs) I do it all. I do the, uh, I do the play-by-play casting with, uh, your own Dr. Shrimpley. He's my, uh, he's my color caster. That's, that's kind of my main thing. That's kind of what got me started in the, in the esports world is casting. Um, and recently I've kind of taken the endeavor of, of starting my own organization, um, working alongside an amazing guy called master soul. Um, he is, he's my boss and he allowed me to start up an FPS division. And, uh, we have an amazing, amazing, uh, main team and Academy team that just tonight placed first and second in scrims for, oh, uh, a, a big community. So it, it's nice to see that they're doing well and I'm, I'm happy to see, uh, their progress along the way. Well, congratulations, man. I hope, I hope you, uh, I, I wish you the best. Sorry. My brain is not there tonight. So <laughs> I wish you the best, uh, yeah, man, I, I we uh I remember back in the Overwatch days, whenever Overwatch was flourishing, you know, I had me a little team for scrims and stuff like that, but we weren't good enough for the for the real life. We <laughs> we were just uh <laughs> we we had our established players, but we always argued about what role people were gonna play, and then eventually it was like, all right, Geo's doing an Apex podcast and moving on. So so yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like you don't. Like I started playing on the team with actually the person who's underneath me. His name's Thunderhawk. Um, we started playing for GGE together, and it just kind of didn't work out the way we wanted to. I started to get a little burnt out from playing. It's not my first attempt going in the in the pro scene, uh, especially for any game, I guess I should say. Um, we started playing, and now we're just kind of running an org or running a division in an org now, and it's prospering and. It's a great time. It's a lot of fun. A lot of lot of work, like you said, but uh, you know, it's 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 a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Well, that's exciting, and I'm glad to have you and of course your uh, teammates or the people that play with you in our chat tonight on Twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't know anybody listening to the podcast, we do live stream the show on Twitch.tv forward slash br underscore broadcast. Um, every, it's usually every Monday night at 10 PM this week, we had to do Tuesday night at 10 PM. Um, but it's usually every Monday night, at 10 PM. So definitely come join us, jump in the chat, let us know what you're thinking. And we'll, we'll shout you out on the podcast. So with that broadcast as an apex legends podcast, it is your number one ultimate source of apex legends related content from news, deep dives to community related topics. We hope that you will join us on our quest for knowledge and mastery as we explore the world of apex legends together with that said we'd like to welcome any of our first time listeners if you'd like to become a part of the broadcast community please visit our link tree at linktree forward slash br underscore broadcast where you will find all of our links with that let's go ahead and get into the topic rundown it's all about the business right uh, <laughs> so we've got our topic rundown tonight we've got some announcements and quick topics Big, 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 big announcement this week on what's going to be happening next Monday for you to be here on the show with people that matter and people that changed your life for good 
in season 12 or maybe for the worst in season 12. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about that here in just a second. Then we've got some fun questions for the real Dr. Spicy. We want to get to know who he is. And then, of course, we have got our season 13, 14, and 15 future legends survey that we put out about two weeks ago now. Um, we put a survey out that that consisted of all their names, all the lore behind them, all of their abilities, and what you think of them. That's what we wanted to know, and we've got some responses that we're going to go over here live on the show. So with that, let's go ahead and move into our quick announcements. So the first and the biggest announcement we've got here on broadcast this week is next week, Monday, I think it's what March 14th, Alex Grainer. Alex Grainer, if you don't know who this is, go back and read the announcements for the changes to Olympus. You will see his name. He is the one that wrote that article because he is one of the um, developers that helped develop develop, uh, season 12's Olympus, right? So he is um, the guy who installed Terminal, Phase Driver. Um, He is a choke specialist, so he specializes in um, choke points, and so... I have got a ton of questions for this man. <laughs> yeah, this man specializes in choke points. He needs to figure something out moving forward, my man. Because some of these choke points, from a casting perspective, are like they're crazy to look at on the backside of it. Man, terminal itself as a huge like it's not. It's like it's a choke point with choke points in a choke point. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, There's a lot that's happening right there. Oh yeah, man. And I'm, I'm curious to sit down with him and just talk to him. If you want to know who he is back, whenever I worked for dropping spicy as their community manager, I pulled him in for an interview there. I wasn't on the interview, but you would be able to figure out who Alex Grainer is. So I would highly um, encourage you to go to the drop buttons.com, go to dropping spicy and if, I don't even know how maybe a year or so back, you'll see the Alex Grainer interview where they they talked about him as a developer, how he got there, what he does and all that good stuff. Um, but of course, over the year or so, he's people have left there. And so maybe his positions got a little bit more involved. And so he was pulled in on this uh, on this on this map. So I'm super excited to hear what he's got to say. Why did he make these changes? Why did he turn the triangle of death into the rectangle of death is my question, right? The triangle of death is uh, right there at Hammond Labs and um, Energy Depot and Estates and all that. But then now below the triangle of death, you've got this rectangle of death known as terminal that, I mean, to get to the triangle of death, you go through the rectangle of death. So next there's gonna uh, be a square. Don't forget the triangle. You know, there's yeah. gonna be an octagon maybe next. You never know what this man's gonna bring to the table. Uh oh man. And so I'm super excited to have him on. So if you um if you don't know who Alex Grainer is, I will have the link to his portfolio in the description below. Make sure you click on that. He has done uh Call of Duty maps. I think he's done Halo stuff. Uh he's done a lot of different things. So he's really, really talented and we are excited to have him on there. Uh, the next quick announcement is if you don't know what's going on in the Discord right now, we do have a fitness channel in the Discord. Um, and and it started out uh, eight weeks ago in January. I decided I was going to change some things about my fitness. And so I started Couch to 5K, which is a running program 
that spans eight weeks and you go from where you literally only run 60 seconds straight to now I'm up to running 30 minutes straight. And as a man at 270 pounds, yeah, I'm, I'm 270 pounds. And over the last eight weeks, me and one of our uh, girls in the discord, Tori have been messaging back and forth and sending pictures of our progress. Um, You know, we're, we're just friends and having fun with doing that. And, and, you know, we both encourage each other. She'll, I'll send her a message one day and she'll be like, well, if you're going to run today, I'm going to run today. So, you know, and I, and I try to put my progress in the discord and I will be starting training for a 10 K and the goal is a half marathon by next summer. So definitely if you're, if you're looking to change your life for the better, join our discord, uh, message me and, you know, we'll, we'll work on it together. I, I have no problem with that. You know, even if it takes us getting on a discord call when we're on the treadmill, Let's do it. I'm down. I'm go. motivated. I'm here for you. So, uh, so yeah, so yeah, join in. Uh, the The host will be with you. Trust me, because I am all about <laughs> it. Um, and I will also recommend the Tori will recommend some very disturbing music to listen to, and I'll recommend the anime that you can watch while you're on the treadmill. So, you know, we have both things there for you. Um, the next thing is we are continuing our look for our hosts. I don't want to say too much about it. We've said a lot about it. Um, this is uh, another one of those. We have the the real Dr. Spicy on here. Um, I don't know if he's interested in full time or not or what's going on uh, quite yet, but he definitely wanted to try out the podcast in here. And so we're giving him that opportunity. That's We're all about opportunity here. I think we have about two two more people that want to come on and, and just kind of get get into the podcasting space a little bit and figure it out if they like it. Cause it's not for everybody. I'll tell you that the, the motivation <laughs> to, yeah, the motivation each week, man, is just, you have to have motivation. So, and, and my motivation is our community. So thank you all for that. Um, I am going to skip over the dad jokes this week. I hate doing it again, but I really want to wait for Dr. Shrimpley and only because I want to terrorize him um, with my, my jokes because he is, it's so funny to watch him squirm whenever I, I, I do these dad jokes. I'll say you're both dad. I'm not, I'm just a cat dad. So I don't have the best jokes yet. I'm not at yeah, that yeah. point in my life yet. Oh, trust me, man. I've got four kids of my own, so I've got plenty of dad jokes to go around. Um, but there you go. There you go. I have to, but if you're not a dad, it might not hit the right way. Right. I, That's what I'm I mean. a, I know. Yeah. I'm a cat dad myself. Uh, I've actually lost my last two cats. They passed away and I got this cat now that's uh, he, he's not neutered. So he's decided he wanted to pee on every bed in the house. So he is living Love outside it. currently. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we are at that point in our cat dad life where it's almost time to, <laughs> to retire from cat dadness. If you want to call it that. I mean, there you go. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So, all right, well, let's go ahead and move. That's all the announcements. Let's go ahead and move into the first topic, which is our fun questions for Dr. Spicy, the real Dr. Spicy here. So first off, we always do some fun questions about life. There isn't many of them, but we definitely want to ask you some questions about your life. So we get to know you personally before we get into your apex history or whatever. So, what do you do in your spare time other than apex casting and all that? Like if you, you know, do you go walk your cat with a leash on the park? I don't know. Like you walk your fish. I don't, I don't know what people do anymore. You know, it sounds, it sounds crazy, but I do. No, I'm just kidding. I don't walk my fish. Um, For me, I mean, 
I've been playing video games, and again, we'll get into it a little bit more when we ask some more uh, deeper questions, but I've been playing video games since I was probably like six or seven, starting with like Ratchet and Clank on PS2, starting with like Sly Cooper, games like that. Um, so video games are more or less my passion. I mean, that's 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 my career. It's what I do. I, I cast. Uh, I would like to say full time, um, but I cast for, for a few orcs here and there. Um, Apex Legends mostly. But other than that, I, I I just play video games. I hang out with with my girlfriend. Um, we have we we hang out on the couch, watch some TV, watch some movies. You know, go out for some like lunch dates and stuff here and there. But uh, I I work a lot. I work a, a full time job. I'm actually a distiller, um, so mm. I make alcohol okay. all day. It's a, it's a great oh. time. I promise I'm not an alcoholic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I make I make alcohol um, and I play video games. So those are my two passions. Two quick things before we move on. So first off, it's really cool that you make alcohol. Um, pour me a strong one one day. I don't drink much. Gotcha. If I do drink, it's apple, ale, and it's like, if I drink three, I'm out. Like, I'm, I'm already <laughs> tipped. Like, it's bad. Like, I don't drink that there much. So, so it's it real. So it's cheap, cheap, right? So uh, the first thing is, I think we got some of your players, and I need to mention here in chat tonight, right? We've got Agar, AgarX STV. We've got We Hype, and then we've got Lunderrod, or Lundrod, Lunderrod, yeah. And the first thing I want to say, Lunderrod, he he just put in chat, he said, pumping iron is the greatest workout inspiration of all time. I do pump iron as well. Um, I have some, if you want to, we can compare stats, and you can let me know. Right now, <laughs> I'm on a bench press of 335, a deadlift of 405, because I don't want my back to hurt, a, a squat of 455, um, a power clean. I'm working up to 250, 225. And then my snatch right now is weak at like 165. So there you go. And I'm, and I'm working out and I'm really excited because I'm working out with some chest press dumbbells at uh, my, I'm working out with 125 pound dumbbells. So nice, bro. Just, so he's at 190, 190. That's nice. I just left 50 pound bags of sugar and I'm just carrying like malt liquor places. That's all I, I, I have my, my job is my gym. My job is my gym. Nice. Yeah. No, I, I, man, you know, whenever I worked at the donut shop, my job was my gym. It was literally picking up the donut, and putting them in my mouth. Right. <laughs> so that's a, I mean, that, that job that's a hard one sometimes, man. Let me tell you. Man, well, that, you know, I think about how you are with the distillery, you know, um, you know, probably you don't drink because you mess with it all the time. That was what happened with me with donuts when I first started out. Uh, that was a, my high school job was donuts. Um, I remember the boss coming in, he said, eat as many donuts as you like. Well, the first week, you know, I would be pouring or putting the donuts in the oil and then putting them over and putting them in. And then you pour yeah. glaze over top of them yeah. and in the little donut hose, you'd be like, oh yeah, sure. And then by the end of the week, I remember just going home on Saturday night, barfing my guts out because yeah. I had ate so many donuts. It was ridiculous. The biggest thing is like we... We, I think we have 14 spirits that we make. We make everything in-house. We don't outsource for anything. We make all of our whiskeys, all of our vodkas, our own distillations, all that stuff. We have about 14 different flavors that we go through. And um, for me, like uh, my favorite right now is coconut rum that we make. But that's kind of the only thing I'll really bring home and drink. We're making five different whiskeys, four different moonshines, uh, a hand, uh, like three or four different rums, four or five different vodkas. So it's like, you know we're making everything and we have to try it along the way. It's just a matter mm. of like, I can't, I don't like it after, you know, I've been testing it all day, making sure it's good. 
And then on the backside, you have to make sure you don't get drunk off testing your own product because then you have to work the rest of the day. So, you know, oh, it, no. <laughs> it's, it's give and take. It's a little give and take. Wow. Yeah. No, I couldn't do it. I, me and alcohol have never seen eye to eye. I was a Jaeger <laughs> guy in college because if you yeah, mix, do it. you mix, uh, so I'd get the BFC can of Monster and I'd drink half of it to get the energy. And then I'd pour half of the Jaeger, I'd pour the Jaeger and fill up the rest of the Monster and shake yeah. it. And it turns into bubble gum, basically. So, Love it. you know, it was great. If you have not tried it, it's so much better than uh, what, what do they do? Usually do Jaeger and um, what's uh, uh, what is the other energy Red drink? Bull. Red Bull. That's what people usually Jaeger do. Bun. But the real the real thing is Jaeger and Monster. So well, let's go ahead and on and uh, continue on. So the next thing is, where do you live? You you can you don't have to be specific. You can say a state and also what place. Um, where you live, would you have someone visit if they came to visit the real Dr. Spicy? Well, you know, um, I live in, in the great state of Florida. I'm originally Florida. from uh, Pennsylvania. I moved down here about three years ago. Me and me and the missus kind of packed the truck one day. Um, we were having a conversation and we just kind of started dating at the, at the time of this. We were only like two months in. Um, and my mom moved down to Florida a year prior, um, and me and her were talking. We're like, yeah, let's just pack the truck and go. Um, and we didn't. I thought she was kidding. Uh, we ended up moving down to Florida. Uh, it was it was kind of a rough start. When we got down here, we didn't have jobs. Uh, we didn't um, really have much. COVID struck like right after we got down here. So it, it, was, a, it was a rough time. But, yeah, no, I mean, we, we powered through it, and we're still thriving to this day. But uh, yeah, nice. no, I, I live in I live in Florida, um, and there's a lot of great places to go here in Florida if you've never been. Um, you have Jacksonville, you have Miami, Orlando, like three of the major cities. Um, you have on the outskirts, you have St. Augustine, Florida, which is which is a really nice historic town. It's the oldest it's the oldest city in America, um, and then you have Tallahassee, which is now the capital of Florida. So like, the, there's history all around Florida. There's a little bit for everyone. It really just depends on kind of what you're looking for. Um, like if you're looking for the amusement parks and that stuff, obviously go down to my, my Miami Orlando area where you can have Disney world, sea world, all that kind of stuff. If you're looking just to kind of go for like good food or, or stuff like that, you're going to go to like Jacksonville. Um, and then, like I said, if you want to go for the history of Florida and kind of the history of the United States, you're, you're going to go to like St. Augustine or Tallahassee. Um, cause those two are like the oldest cities in America in total. Man, so if you need a guide to floor IDA, make sure you come hit up the real Dr. Spicy. Cause you know, I've I know been to Jacksonville. That's, that's, that's a little bit. <laughs> I've been to Jacksonville. Um, but last time I went down to the ocean, we went to Gulf Shores and stopped by Mobile and went into that giant ship there, man. And that was yeah. that was awesome. Getting to walk through a submarine with my four kids. I mean, that was a nightmare almost, but it was awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of mil- there's a lot of military bases and whatnot too in Florida that you can kind of go and and walk around, just kind of have some fun in. And like I said, just the history. If you're a history buff, Florida is kind of the place to go. Oh yeah, man. Well, that's so cool. Really cool to have somebody from Florida. Um, I, I'm envious of your weather. Other than, of course, hurricanes are bad, but uh, you know, Kentucky sucks. <laughs> I've been, Kentucky I, I've been to Kentucky once. Um, my old job actually sent me there for uh, training. I think it was in, was it Kentucky? Yeah, it was somewhere in Kentucky. No, it was Nashville. I'm so sorry. It was oh, Nashville. That's close you enough. Know, close enough. Close enough. Yeah, I live. Yeah, no, I have been to Kentucky. Nashville. Yeah, no, no. Nashville's where we go when we want to go 
to a big city. We sometimes go to Louisville, but Nashville's closer and Nashville's got a lot more stuff. Plus country music. Country yeah. music. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There you go. It's Carrie Underwood. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Um, I love so it. So yeah, so that's a little bit about Dr. Spicy. So if you want to know more, he's in our Discord. I'm sure he'll be open for DMs if you want to message him. Of course, um, of course. Just don't hit him up too much, you know. He's got a lady. I know he's a good looking man over here, but he's got a lady. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, dropping yeah. Not spicy, too much, not too much. Not dropping that spicy, you know? Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, drop it low. No, okay. Um, so, let's go ahead and move into the fun questions about Apex. So, first off, just give us me an oversight of your gaming history. Like, what was your first co- console? Because I'm sure you started out on console. And there's not many people that started out on PC. Um, and then, how did you make it here? I'm not that most of the young people these days, you know what I mean? Jill, these young people, they're starting on these like 30, 60 GPUs. Us, man, we started back in the day with this crappy PS one or these Nintendos, Mm. you know what I mean? But yeah, no, uh, I, I started on a, uh, on a PlayStation one. That was my first ever console. And it was my favorite thing. And at that moment I knew that I was going to be a gamer for the rest of my life. Um, I was, (laughs) I was, I was more or less of like an outcast. Like, I had friends in high school. I just never was invited to, like, parties. Like, mm-hmm. I, I had people. I, I went to I went to school with my cousin, and yeah, she made a comment one time. I think it was in, like, ninth grade. She was like, uh, you're so popular. Like, everyone knows who you are. And I made it, like, my goal that everyone knew who I was just for, like, marketing and whatnot. Like, I, you never know who you're going to want to know. Um, but I was never invited to parties. I never went to birthday parties. I never went to, like kegs because i lived kind of in pennsylvania i kind of lived i don't want to say in the boondocks but i i went to school with a lot of like redneck people or like yeah, just yeah. really really deep country people um they had kegs in the woods and i was never really invited to them so i just kind of <laughs> flocked to video games you know it was it was one of those things where like i had a lot of fun playing games i i made some really good connections over my years and i also i made a lot of great friends and i lost a lot of great fi- friends so a playstation PlayStation 1, though, was my first console, and I think Ratchet and Clank was, like, my first game that I beat, and I felt so accomplished with my life. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, man, that's, no, PS1 was great, I had a PS1, I had a, um, I went way further back, I guess back than that, I remember, I guess my first console, technically, which wasn't a console, was a, a non-color Game Boy or whatever they were back then, Ooh. I mean, I, like, I was, was like, black the, ones. Yeah, and then that was first, and then I had a Nintendo with Duck Hunt. Um, we played that for years, and then it was Sega Genesis came out, and then after Sega Genesis, it was um, a couple other like other ones, and then you finally got the PS. I remember like being older and seeing the PS One and being like, "Holy crap!" Like I don't even know if I want to play that because I I love my Sega Genesis games so. No, I feel it, man. Uh, I was the same way as you. My problem with the high school parties and stuff was the lack of respect for women that a lot of the guys had that I could have hung out with. And I did out my, my best friends in high school were women. So I never enjoyed that kind of stuff. And, 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 you know, my only time at high school parties was taking the girls home and them literally having to sleep on my couch because the guys had put too much in them. So it never made sense to me like going to parties. So I lost a lot of people friends that way. And, or I just, I was in the gray area. I mean, people knew me as like a, I ran cross country and did marching band at the same time. And, you know, and I could 
you know, we went for, I went from fat to skinny and then back to fat after I graduated. <laughs> so, uh, you know, all that good stuff, but no, no, man, PlayStation one was great. Um, a lot of good times on that PlayStation two was whenever, uh, we finally, like my, me and my twin started playing like Grand Theft Auto and yeah, all that. Stuff. Uh, all the OG yeah, stuff. Madden, Madden was huge back then, man. We would have, we would have the Super Bowl on one TV madden on this tv and then we would get mad at each other playing madden because we'd have like eight guys there and then so we'd be like all right let's take this outside boys and we'd go play tackle football in the yard and like completely screw each other up i remember one time like we went out there and i think one of the guys broke his nose because we just got that pissed because we were we were completely against whoever was playing super bowl together and then, like, we hate each other because of Madden. Everybody was sick <laughs> off pizza rolls. And so it was just a bunch of people sparring then each other. So. pizza rolls. <laughs> oh, I yeah. get you, man. They sneak up on you. So, of course, we already know that you play Apex Legends. So I guess the, the questions I have here um, is, when did you start playing Apex Legends? And what keeps you interested in Apex Legends as far as, you know, versus other games? Starting Apex Legends, I started when the game first came out. Um, it doesn't show it in my ranks or whatnot because I only hit, I think, like level 87 in like my first time playing. Um, and it was one of those things where like I played the game. I loved playing it then. I, I hit, I think it was gold was the rank that I hit back then because I'm, I'm a very competitive person. I... I used to play League of Legends competitively. I used to play Valorant, CS:GO, all, not Valorant. I'm sorry, Overwatch. All those games, like so, slightly mm-hmm. competitively, um, and Dota and whatnot. But with Apex, it was it, the, the thing that kind of keeps me in the loop with Apex. In a sense, isn't more or less the fact that I'm playing the game. It's more or less the fact that I'm a caster. Right? I have to keep up with the game. I have to know what's happening. In a sense. Um, I recently hit diamond and that's the highest rank that I ever hit. And I don't think I'll ever go higher than that. Not because I can't, uh, just solely because I don't want to, I don't have the time, nor do I have the energy to, to put up with solo queue. Um, putting up with solo queue from plat four to diamond was a pain. Um, so it's one of those things that like, for me, I just, I keep up with it as much as I can just so when I'm casting the game, I kind of know what's happening. I kind of have an update. For a little yeah. while, when I was when I was casting on a uh, World's Edge with Shrimply, um, I wasn't playing the game. Like I'll be honest, like uh, casting for me is kind of like a it's like a second nature. I've played a lot of MMORPGs where I'm like the shot caller mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, so it's like you know, I it, it's it's more or less just talking. You're having fun. You're you're keeping your your community invested with the game. The biggest thing for me is I got a I got a, like a, a coach in a sense. Like you can have a coach on a team. I had a a really, really good friend of mine, a, a best friend, I would call him, who like kind of gave me vocal tips and kind of gave me tips and tricks on like things that he hated when he was a pro a Heroes of the Storm player. Um, biggest pet peeve for anyone is is when a caster says, can he do that? Will this team do that? It's just very annoying and it's just a filler. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried my best to steer away from that. You know, it, it's just whatever can push me to the next level is what I work towards. So I play Apex just to push my casting skills to the next level because my end goal is the ALGS. I want to make it there. I want to I want to cast the ALGS. If I just do it once, I'll be content. But I, I, I want to do it once in the near future just to say I did it. Well, I've got the perfect thought of exactly where to put you. And you can even put Dr. Shrimpley there too. The only ALGS uh, region that doesn't have English coverage is SA. It's the only one. 
So funny enough, right? Funny enough. I have, I'm a part of an organization called Leave No Witnesses. They're a South American based mm, okay. organization. Um, the only thing is I work a full-time job. So the time that their tournaments happen, I'm at work. Mm-hmm. Like they go off of like for them, it is probably like eight o'clock for me. It's like five thirty in the afternoon, and I'm just getting off of work. And it takes me five minutes to walk, five ten minutes to get home. I don't have time to to like warm up my voice, um, and then it gets really raw. But that has been a thought, honestly. That has been a thought to go to South to like the South American region, and get with them on a time. And if I could get like my biggest thing, me and me and the missus have spoken is if I can get on a contract, make a steady flow of income. Um, I could I could cast full time, but unless South American offer that. I think that honestly, ALGS too, the way that the other regions work is the the day of the tournament, the casters that are speaking the, the native language to those areas are casting it, but the guys who do the translation won't even cast it till like the day after. So they really can just plan on casting it whenever they want. They don't cast it live. So that, you know, something like that might work with your schedule. That's what it seemed like to me because they needed the recording to look at it first. And then they, because that way they could translate it themselves and get to know the teams and all that stuff. But it almost looked like that's what they do. So that might work out for you if you approach it that way and say, you know, we just want to be able to cover it. Yeah. So if they do it like that, um, for me, I have no problem going over like a recorded video. I mean, obviously, if, if you want to become a caster and anyone listening that wants to be a caster, that's the number one thing that any big caster is going to tell you is go to a random game, go to a random tournament, go to the ALGS. This is what I did. I went to YouTube, looked up ALGS, um, and just casted it. I casted the games as best as I could. For me, I'm a big production guy, so I do all the I do all the streams on my PC, so I'm able to like jurisdict what fight we're gonna watch, what fight we're gonna talk about. Um, but if South America does it that way, or all the other regions, like catch me in one of these other regions, in a like at the drop of a die. Just go to the website because that's how. Whenever we were covering the ALGS, like game by game, I had to go to the website and then they find find the uh, the actual. Um, the guy on Twitch, and then I would see it's a post, a past recorded, but it looked like it was over recording. So definitely, you could check that out, especially since there's nobody doing English for SA. It would be huge. So, um, and this gives me a chance to plug. If you have not listened to our Leave No Witness interview from back in the day, we did interview the IGL, the co-CEO, and the CEO, and it was a really cool experience. You know, the IGL only speaks Spanish, so. Um, the co-CEO got to, got to, uh, you know, translate between me and the IGL when I ask questions is a really, really cool thing. So make sure you go check that out. So the next, uh, two questions is first off, what's your, well, I guess, well, yeah, what's your favorite legend and what's your favorite map to play on? World's edge. That's World's it. Edge. I can't touch any other map is terrible. Um, and that's just because I'm a creature of habit. I hate playing any other map. Like this map right now, Stormpoint, I think it is that we're playing on for ranked, is terrible. Um, it's way too open. If you're gonna play a, a BR, because I've I've played PUBG, I've played Warzone, I've played Fortnite, I've played Apex. If you're gonna play a battle royale, my my number one my number one thing, especially if you only have sixty players in a lobby, um, like Warzone has 140, PUBG has like a hundred and a hundred, uh, Fortnite has I think a hundred also. If you're gonna have a sixty man uh, battle royale. 
make these maps smaller. And World's Edge is perfect for that. Um, it's the perfect size, does everything it needs to do. Um, so World's Edge is my number one map. Uh, my number one legend, uh, I can't even say. I mean, I play way too many things. I jump, I jump around with legends. When I look at legends, I don't look at them really for their kit. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's it's a matter of your accuracy with your weaponry, um, your your thought process going into a fight. Uh, I, I saw I saw an interview with I think it was either I think it was either Asu or Sweet, and they were explaining that if you're playing your legend for the ability or the tactical and ultimate, you're you're playing the game completely wrong. They're not there to win a fight. They're there to assist you in getting a kill or doing something mm-hmm. small. They're not, they're not there to win the game for you. Um, so I stopped really caring about that. I play more like recon legends. So like bloodhound seer Valkyrie, stuff like that um, to kind of answer that. So I guess I, 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 the general category of legends I play are recon, but I don't really play a specific legend in a sense. That's cool. Yeah, I know if you, you know, it, that's absolutely true. What you said, it's more about aiding you and getting the kill if you just if and I would encourage anyone go watch Asu back in the day when Horizon was OP. He didn't need <laughs> he didn't need Horizon's abilities to win the fights because his gunplay was that good. But just being able to throw that lift in front of a door so somebody couldn't get couldn't get in so he could heal. That's why he used that character was because it aided him in making sure he could heal up because it was all about his gun skill that. That lift didn't do anything whenever it came to killing people. It, it took his yep. his uh, lasers. So exactly. um, the, the final question I have here before we move into the next topic is if you could have one character's abilities in real life, what would the what character, what ability would it be and why? Let's see if you are a creative. Let's see. So far, don't give me the whole, I want to be Pathfinder, not making fun of anybody in the past, but I've said it too. Uh, I, I want to be, be Pathfinder, Pathfinder, right? So I could grapple from here to here, you know. What, no, what would you I, be? well, I, I so here's my thought, right? I'm gonna be creative with this. I'm thinking that there is a cooldown on every tactical, every ability that I use, even though that's not in the question. That's what the first thing that goes in my mind is. So if I go Pathfinder, right? I can grapple, but I can only grapple like once every like five minutes. Then what's the point? I'm just gonna be stuck somewhere, right? So mm-hmm. with that, I think. It's going to be, hmm, it may either be Valkyrie or Loba. Valkyrie, because gas prices are, are skyrocketing, mm-hmm. and I could just kind of fly everywhere now for free. Yeah. Um, or I'd be Loba, so I can throw my black market down, my shop. Oh, no. <laughs> Where are you going with this? You trying to steal I from can, people, bro? I'm not trying to steal from people. I'm trying to be the Robin Hood of uh-huh. I throw my black market down and I, you can't rob the bank with it because then the same thing that happens in World's Edge or any map that has a locked room, an alarm is going to go off, right? So yeah. with this, you take two items from a grocery store every like 20 minutes because her ult comes back in five seconds. So that, that equates to the same. And then you all can right. do all your grocery shopping from the Loba ult. Uh, and then you can throw, instead of having a Pathfinder grapple, you have a bracelet and you can throw that as a teleport. So what item from a grocery store would you pick oh. over any other? Uh, yeah. So what's your, fa- I guess in a way, what's your favorite food, man? You know, oh, for me, it would be, geez. I would be like, be getting them. 
just to save money because the price of monsters are so high. <laughs> like I would, I would get my morning monster every day, just using her every ultimate <laughs> every Damn. day. That'd be great. Um, I think, I mean, it, it really, it, see, this would be great if you had the lobo, right? Cause like, say you didn't know what you wanted for dinner in the morning, but mm. come nighttime, like when you're talking to your missus or your significant other, you're like, Hey, what do you want? Oh, I want tacos. Cool. Lobo. Ult. I'm yeah. going to pick up the meat. And I'm yeah, gonna pick you, up the taco shells, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Yeah, or you get, or if you like Taco Bell, you get the whole menu on your little menu right there in front of you. And yeah, like, I get to right, pick two. The, yeah, pick two. I want I want the beef and uh, the beef bean being one, and I want the uh, what do you call? It? I don't even know. Quesadilla. Crunchwrap Supreme. Supreme. bro. By the time you're done cooking your meal with the Lobo, you can throw another one down, and then you can get the uh-huh. condiments right. Now, as you know, Loba gets free am- ammunition. Now, the question is, what's the free things that you get from this Lobo in the real life? I'm That's gas. the million dollar question. <laughs> gas. I'm Let's do it. Yeah, gas. Free gas for life. Let's, yeah, I'll like especially right now, man, I'm paying. I think it's supposed to go up another 50 cents. So here in Kentucky, you're around 450. I'm at four dollars and like twelve cents, right? Thankfully, Ooh. man, I I walk to work. I am very lucky to be able to walk to work. Me and the missus walk to work, um, so we're very thankful for that. We don't yeah, have to man, drive. We save money on gas. I filled my tank maybe once every month and a half. My business is building a new building that's only like two miles from my house. So I've already told my wife, plan on me buying an electric scooter so I can just get going, <laughs> you know, or, oh, or I need a motorcycle or, again. Yeah, you could do that, or with your with your fitness thing via the Discord, you can run to work every day two miles. So, well, they are installing showers in this new facility, so there you go. You can run to work. I, my run only home. problem with all of this is I have two kids I have to take to school every morning. So, oh uh, yeah, there you go. Yep, Am I old enough to take the bus yet? No bus. Well, they they can, and to be honest with you, if the prices keep going up, they're gonna have to because I drive. I think it's, uh, you know, 15 minutes for one kid one way, 15 minutes back into the town, and then the other kids is like five minutes down the road from my house, and then I have to go to work, which is about five five miles or five so. Five minutes? My mom would have made me walk. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> at two years, at four that. years old, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, you can't <laughs> walk at four. That's a little, that's a little, I thought they were like middle school, middle school, Oh, no, no, I, I don't have one above seven right now, so. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, 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 I got you, I got you. So, well, it's been cool learning about you and getting some of your history, yeah, man. man. Uh, but why don't we move into our fir- or final topic, I guess you'd say, Season 13, 14, and 15 Future Legends, the survey that we put out recently. Um, as usual, what, we'll, what I want to do here first is kind of give you a little background about it, and then we can go through the questions that we asked. So, what happened was uh, Thor and Smash put out a video that was talking about Newcastle. That was talking about uh, uh, dang it now I forget her name. What is it? Hawk, and then also talking about Blisk. And with those videos, you also had like Pwnhub and all kinds of stuff that was putting mm-hmm. stuff out. But uh, with those videos, they all listed abilities leaks. And so, literally, what I wanted to find out was first off. Uh, let everybody know what about the character. Um, and then I wanted to let people know what the upcoming abilities for that character were, um, or what they are projected to be. 
and then ask you whether you like them and then whether or not you think, I believe the last questions was whether or not you think this legend would be meta and then to explain. So what we're going to do here is we're going to work our way through the legends as I asked them in the survey, and then we'll let you guys know what the community said here. So the first legend, and this is a, there's a very, 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 very strong possibility this is going to be your season 13 legend. And I will go ahead and say spoilers ahead. Um, a lot of these abilities, whenever some of the, like people like shrug tall and all that, when, whenever some of these guys put out uh, leaks like this, some, some of these guys are very, very accurate. You know, they don't miss much. Um, and <laughs> Newcastle is one of those legends that I don't believe is being missed that much. So Newcastle is going to be a defensive legend is that's what's said. Um, the lore for Newcastle goes all the way back to season four, right? So in season four, when Forge got assassinated by Revenant, there was this message uh, from Jacob Young um, to Cheryl um, that said, what about this other guy from the qualifiers who came in second place behind McCormick? Newcastle, the rules say that he is next in line. And then there's a bunch of other stuff that was said below that. Um, that was talking about him, but that's literally as far as lore goes, that's pretty much it for Newcastle. There's a lot of people thought that this was just somebody that was being mentioned. There wouldn't be come anything from it because everybody expected you to get forged instead of somebody named Newcastle. Um, but here we are now. Um, and Newcastle does have some images out there. Um, he looks like a beefy character. It's a very blurry image. It kind of on top of his head is kind of this, um, skull uh, mask or like helmet thing and then he looks like he's got like a backpack or something that he's carrying um, and so here are his potential abilities his passive is to carry downed enemies right um, his tactical is a full body shield that protects you from incoming fire I don't know if any of you, so we had probably have some new players here, but Lifeline's ability, whenever she used to res people, had a blue shield that popped up right in front of the character so it wouldn't be shot through. The whole uh, thing behind this is that instead of, you know, having just a little shield there, this thing would kind of like cover his body and protect him from a short amount of time from incoming fire. Um, I'm sure that if, it, if we do get it, it'll be balanced, but we'll talk here about that in a second. And then his ultimate is he's going to erect a large castle wall that cannot be broken, like huge wall. Um, and so basically what you see here is kind of a world building character, right? A character that in a sense can change the landscape, right? So if you get a bunch of these new castles on, on the map and there's no choke in an area, but the walls are close enough to where his castle could make a new choke, Newcastle could set that up, right? He could also fortify an area so that people couldn't come in, all kinds of things it looks like this ability would be. So first off, I'm just going to go through what the responses were, and then I'm going to get Dr. Spicy's opinion on it. So for the passive, which was to carry down people, um, people said uh, 88% of our polls said that they liked that. They were totally for it. Um, the tactical with the whole body shield, the majority said, no, we don't want that. I can understand that. And then the ultimate, the majority of people said no as well. Um, so you know, let's, let's take a look at this, uh, Dr. Spicy. So if you look at his passive, do you agree with the community that this is a pretty good passive? And in what way do you think 
this passive would have to be set up for it to make sense. Like that's it's my, those, really my it's, question. It's one of those weird, weird things um, coming into a passive like this, uh, especially with someone who in theory could make like uh, more or less of like a bruisier supporty type, kind of like a Gibraltar S feel. Um, at least that's what I'm, what I get when I read the description of him. When you see that little blurry picture of him, that's, that's kind of what I'm feeling. He's going to be more or less like a Gibraltar. Now with the pickup downed enemies, I think it's a terrible idea solely because like in competitive play, and I look at everything from a competitive play standpoint, like in a competitive play, I'm not going to pick up an enemy. Um, I'm going to finish them off. I want to get that loot. Now, if this passive somewhat speeds up the finisher sure like sure if me picking them up is a finisher i'll do it i I think this i think this legend will be perfect um but if this is just like me throwing a guy over my shoulder is my eight is my ads going to be affected by this if i need to if i need to pick him up and move and fire am i only allowed to hit fire now um there's there's just a lot of questions with this if this is the potential passive that I think the community and myself included would have uh, a lot of questions on. Yeah. And and it might be, I'm hoping I got this right. I'm curious on whether or not maybe uh, I don't, I hope I didn't mistype enemies for teammates. Now, if there was an ability to carry down teammates into a, into, into some good cover, you know, I would be down for that. Carrying down enemies, though, the only reason you do that is because you want their loot. Maybe you know they have a purple shield. You're going to push in there and get it, but there's no point in that. Now, if it's carried down teammates, the the, the big thing for me would be um, if someone, sh- if I carried them, they'd have to be on my back, and I'd want the ability to be able to kill the teammate that would be, or the kill the teammate of the Newcastle that was being carried on the back by shooting at that character. Or, uh, you know, or is it going to allow you to fully escape with the character if you can carry your teammate? So I don't know, like the down enemies thing don't make no sense to me. Um, and I'm hoping that that's just wrong and it's down teammates because down teammates makes a lot more sense. Even if it's down teammates, though, you have to think like, first off, what's the animation? How long is this going to take for me to pick them up? Is it going to be like a revive? Am I going to be is it going to be worth my time to pick them up compared to just reviving them? Um, does carrying them for a certain amount of time revive them? Is that another thing that comes into play here? Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of questions that I would have and I think the community would have about picking up an ally or an enemy in this situation. There, there's just way too much gray area that would need to be filled in about just the legend in general, for if that is the passive for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I would expect that if you picked up somebody, it would be an animation sort of like Gibby when he picks up somebody to res him. And then you throw yeah. them over your shoulder and there's no, I mean, do you give Newcastle the ability to have a gun in one hand? Cause there's no way he's going to carry somebody with one hand and like, does that affect the recoil of a gun? Does that, what does that affect? You know? So yeah. Be, like, does yeah, I have, uh, like he seems like a beefy character, so he doesn't even look like he would be able to move very quickly. Like, if you could pick him up and get a movement speed buff in a sense so I can get out of there, not as fast as Octane when he's stemming, but maybe Bangalore when she gets looked at or when she gets shot fired or something like that that gives me a little bit of movement speed that if I'm getting shot or like I get a bigger shield when I'm holding these people so it makes it more worth my while. There's just a lot of questions, like I said, that would need to be answered first. 
Yeah. And so the next thing, the community did not like the tactical, the full body shield. Uh, I can agree with that. I don't really care for that either. I mean, now if, if it's a full body shield so that he can, if it works with the passive, right. If, if that's the reason for it is it's going to give you only enough shield to run out in the open, grab your down enemy or down teammate and then pull them back. Then I'm down for that, but I don't want it to last very long. Um, but I, I'm cool with it as long as they the cooldown is you know the cooldown is is longer um, and then it, you know it's a very specific tactical that's only really used whenever you're carrying it down teammate or whenever you're rotating through fire right it kind of gives you the ability to move you know well with that I mean you have to think come these final circles when all these big fights are coming out in ALGS or just anything in general like if you if you make it with five six seven eight teams in a final circle you basically have a, another shield. Like, those final circle fights, bullets are just flying left, right, and center. So if if I get a tactical shield that is equivalent to a purple armor, does that allow me now to not have to worry about popping a shield back? Like you said, how long is this shield going to last, this, this this giant shield barrier? How much, how much is it going to take in? How much damage will it take in? Does it evolve over time with my armor kind of thing? Um, or do I just automatically off the rip when I drop down on top of World's Ed's construction site, I pick up a Mastiff, and now I have a purple armor and then a white armor right underneath it. So yeah, it, 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 it really just depends on how they play it with this character. Right now, like I'm not I'm not excited if this is the next season's character or legend, um, just from the tactical and the, and the passive ability. Yeah, yeah, no. It, it would be great for, like, if you're fighting like the, the one, one situation I think of is if you and another person with a Kraber are going at it and that person isn't Newcastle and you want to poke around a rock in order to get your shot off. And you know, that person's going to be shooting at you. You activate this real quick. So yeah. they have, if they hit you with the Kraber, it doesn't do any damage that you can just take them out. Like there's so many use cases for this that would make, you know, if I look at this as a kit right now, it's exactly like, you know, like Maggie, the tactical here is the strongest part for me. Uh, and a lot of people didn't like the ultimate, right? Ele- erect a large castle wall that cannot be broken. Personally, I love world building characters. I love characters that can take landscapes and mold them and shape them and, and do things with them to make the game a little bit more. And that's more or less because I'm a strategist, right? I'm, I'm really into planning out rotations, knowing what area I'm moving to next. And this kind of gives me a little bit of a, Ooh, look at that wall that I'd never planned for. And so, you know, while it makes me anxious to have to maybe run into a wall that usually isn't there, it would make it a little bit, but a little bit more fun for me because it would add another little bit of spice into the game. So that's how I feel about it. What, what do you think about that one? I mean, the terrain thing, it's one of those, it's one of those, you either going to love it or you're going to hate it if it gets implemented. Um, especially, again, looking at that final circle and if you're playing a specific building in a final circle and you have that middle ground of it um, and you just place this giant wall down, are we able to destroy this wall? Uh, am I able to place more than one kind of like Octane's pad where I could have 40 pads all around the map and I could just bounce and bounce and bounce upon, upon all of them. Am I able to ultimate one door and ultimate another door and ultimate another door? And now I've barricaded myself inside this building that theoretically no one can get in. And the chance of me winning is skyrocketed now because I just have to make sure that I outheal the enemy team. 
And mm. theoretically, if they're in final ring, they're going to take out damage way before you have a chance to even, the circle has a chance to touch you. Let's just be honest. They're going to have to make the cooldown on this so you only get it a few times in a game. You, This is not one that you want a, you don't want Newcastle getting this ult every minute and a half. You want Newcastle getting this ult like every four minutes. So that way, if you can't get it, it will be late game rather than I mean, with that, with that said, though, too, right? Like, if, you, if you're if you in a game, especially an ALGS game, those games go for 25, 30 minutes a game, right? So say you figure out, because a lot of these teams know these circle rotations. Say this team figures out the building and whatnot, figures out the choke points that they could cut off and they could just hold it. it it's just going to make the game a lot harder. And no, the, the more difficult it is, the more adapting players have to do to become the best. Um, so it will be interesting to see how these players are able to adjust if, again, this is the next legend in Apex. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and then, so the question we ask with every one of these uh, legends is, do you think these abilities would make the legend meta? And we had a tie here of moderately and extremely, and then in the middle we had very. So th- it's leaning more towards, yes, this would be a meta character. I, I don't really, I mean... It, maybe like i don't i don't see people like i don't see people picking this over movement legends like a a pathfinder could swing right over the wall probably i don't see people picking this over like your valk because valk could hold out of any of this issue um i don't see people picking this over gibby because gibby still i mean well gibby and maggie we'll see what that looks like this season in algs but i don't really think maggie made much of a difference like everybody thought it would i think you still have the valk and the gibby and then you have whatever random third they choose to pick, uh, whether that be yeah. crypto right now or whoever. Crypto's so strong right now. So um, I don't think, see, and even that, I wouldn't pick this character over crypto. Crypto would give me more information than this character. Crypto, like, I wouldn't pick this character you know? over a majority of, of the legends, my man. Like the, the kit itself, yeah. Look back to when Mad Maggie came out, right? Everyone's like, oh, it's, it's the Gibraltar killer. Gibraltar's out of the meta. He's going to be terrible. And I was even one of those people. Like, oh, uh, what is it? Rampage. She She's going to be out of here. She She's going to be terrible. Or Rampart. Like, she's even worse than she was. Mad Maggie is probably, like, I wouldn't say F tier with Mirage in competitive play, but she's probably a C tier. Her ultimate is one of the worst ultimates I've ever seen, solely because unless you're holding a choke point, if you throw that thing in an open field, sure, you get a little bit of movement speed, but I get that with playing Octane. Um, her, her tactical, sure. I shoot a, I shoot a laser or I shoot a, like a missile into a wall and yeah, I've gotten downs. I've gotten kills with it, but it's one of those things where it's in a situation, um, and her passive. Oh, cool. I move faster while holding a shotgun. It's just the same speed as holding as not holding a gun. Right. So Mad Maggie, everyone thought she was going to have a massive impact on the meta. I think the same thing's going to happen with this guy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and we asked people to explain their answers if they could. Uh, and, and there was one here that I really liked. Uh, and I think, you know, he said this person said he or she said being able to create a permanent structure is not a good idea as it can trap people in the ring, assuming it could be placed anywhere. And basically a full body Gibby bubble sounds de- devastating for hard pushes. Yeah, I mean, it makes it would make your like right now rotations are everything right it would make people have to rotate quickly to make sure they get in ring in the first place. And then they'd have to worry about, uh, you know, is the rotation like a normal rotation that they usually take whenever it's this ring, 
does that even exist anymore because of this old, and it would honestly, it would honestly force Valk to be on every team, depending on how more large than she the wall is. is. Yeah. yeah, more than she already is, because you're going to need to, or a Pathfinder, if a Pathfinder ult can be shot over, but, you know, Valk's picked more than Pathfinder anyway. But I really like that, that, you know, thinking about it in, in the sense of a ring, uh, thinking about pushing and how hard that is already, um, you know, and that's where, like, if you look at this character, say these are your abilities, your tactical and your ult need to have a longer cooldown or a longer time limit. That doesn't mean necessarily it's going to, it still works, but that, that would alleviate some of what people are thinking could be the issue. But like I like we, me and me and Dr. Spicy here agree. I don't think it's going to be a must pick legend. It's going to be one of those ones where people are going to specialize in that and have fun with it. But you're not going to have this picked over your normal, your normal people. So. And the thing is like for a team comp, right? You're not going to put this legend with Valkyrie and you're not going to put this legend like in the team comps that are out. It's Valkyrie caustic to Gibby, Gibby, Valkyrie, bloodhound. Like this, this legend fits nowhere in either of these two like for formulas, right? Like, I don't think it works well, especially if I'm building terrain, why would I want to play Valkyrie to fly away from it? the terrain is meant to, to stand behind it in a sense. So you don't want to play these movement legends where like you said, movements, everything right now. Yeah. The only reason I could think of maybe somebody playing it with a Valk is just so that they can create cover for themselves to take off with Valk. Right. But that would mean that the wall has to erect really, really fast because a lot of the times that you need to take off, it's not, well, so, there's two different times when you need to take off a Valk. One is you're trying to reposition out into ring. The other time is you're getting shot at. You want to get repositioned real quickly out of the fight. But if the wall doesn't go up quick enough, there's no reason to have that. You'd rather have a Gibby bubble because it's easily, it's easily able to be thrown. So, um, you know, so yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our second uh, legend here. Hawk, who is a recon legend. There was an image leaked for Hawk from somebody on Reddit, I believe, and it showed all the abilities and it kind of showed Hawk over on the side with this little green suit on with a little kind of cape thing with an orange background with like a, it looked like a feather on the front. I think this is a very interesting character, um, but I don't know if, if I would enjoy them in the game. So the passive is sniper kit, um, which, and these already have names in this image too. sniper kit, increased accuracy while ADS and start the game with a scoped with meter vision zoom. This was a originally supposed to be a pathfinder passive um, mm. that people were, were in looking in, but they're actually looking at adding a sniper character to the game. The next one was companion launch where uh, uh, Hawk uh, control and Hawk can, and then teleport to the area of the Hawk control a Hawk and then teleport to the area of the Hawk. Um, so basically like a glorified crypto drone, except for you can teleport. So the question is, is would this Hawk be able to identify enemies like a crypto drone and then still be able to teleport? That seems a little bit overpowered. And then you, it almost like, what's the point in crypto at that moment? You know, if you got a Hawk, it depends on, can you control the Hawk? If you can't control the Hawk, it's different. But if, if, and then like, is it like a point and the Hawk goes there uh, only a certain distance and then that's where you can teleport to um, and it gives the ability to shoot the Hawk out of there. I don't know what it'll look like, but we'll see. And then the last one, um, I just called it Blue Kraber because it really, you really can't tell, um, but it's a silent sniper shot or you get a Kraber type weapon with limited ammo of three shots as an ultimate. So 
imagine, you know, hitting Q and you get a Kraber in your hand for three shots, right? Crazy, crazy stuff there. So let's just talk about a little bit about what the community said. Um, as far as the passive goes, uh, the community was all for it. They really liked the passive, um, having that sniper scope. Um, as far as the companion launch, the community was uh, almost split, but the community likes it. And then as far as the ultimate goes with the Kraber, uh, I think that anytime a community member can get a Kraber in their hands, they're never going to, you know, get mad about it because everybody loves to, everybody loves to play around with that thing. So if you could get it every so often using a Q, I think people would take advantage of that, especially with how powerful it is. Um, so, so what do you think about all these? I think, I think this would be a really, I think it, it's a neat character whenever you think of the concept. Um, I just don't, want to keep throwing characters that are so similar <laughs> to other characters in a, in the game. Like if, if you want to add a new character, add a new character. Um, but like everything that she, that this person can do, I think uh, it's supposed to be a, she is what I, I heard everything that, that she can do other than the meter zoom. Well, you can, everything you can do as her, you can do with either attachments in the game, guns in the game or with other characters in the game. So you're just basically building a character from what you already have established in the game, right? <laughs> yeah, so I'll hit all three real quick just so we can keep it going. But like with the passive, the sniper kit, I, there's there's attachments in the game, like you said. There's hop-ups in the game that like, there's no need for that. It, it Honestly, like I, I may be in the minority for all these answers because I went through all of them and one of my, and I put no for a lot of them. I think there's a few of them that I said, yeah, that may be good or I like it, but the passive, honestly, I, I think it's terrible. Increase accuracy while aimed on sights. There's a hop-up for that already that goes on the inner, uh, the Sentinel. Um, and why do I need a spawn with a scope? Unless this scope is like an eight-time zoom digital digital threat, I, I don't want it. I, honestly, you could there's scopes. There's plethora of sniper scopes in the game all over the place. Um, the companion launch, again, like you said, it, it's literally crypto drone. And at that point, it, it takes out crypto. It takes out path. It takes out Valkyrie. It takes out all these legends that are already in the meta and work very well with it. So like that, that's just my two cents of it. I just don't think it will be good. Um, and I don't think you need to teleport to a Hawk. Like I said, it takes out all these movement, movement, movement legends. Um, and for the ultimate, the blue Kraber, sure. Put a Kraber in any, in anybody's hands and they're going to love it. I think it's going to get really old and really fast when the whole lobby is just rocking a Kraber. Kraber isn't going to be as important. No, it's not going to do the 400 damage headshot that a Kraber does or 329 damage that a Kraber does. Um, but if it's doing anything like a Kraber damage that has three bullets and it's an ultimate, I'm assuming it's going to do about 100, 150 um, to a headshot. Um, yeah, no, I'm good. I don't want to see that anywhere um, in my <laughs> game. It's, probably, it's going to do a little more damage than a Sentinel would, I'm assuming, if it's an ultimate. Um, so let's keep the op guns and let's keep the care package guns to the care package let's let's stop trying to bring out things that aren't supposed to be out of the care package yeah no i i like the idea of the silence shot like being able to silently shoot somebody That's uh, cool. i mean Don't as long as Kraber, yeah as long as like it's not a one tap drop right it's a, like a it's a decent amount of damage but it's not a one tap drop i'm cool with that because it gives them time to react but if it does a significant amount of damage, not equal to the Kraber, but somewhere in between the Kraber and the Sentinel, um, I'm cool with, or if it just breaks shields, I mean, heck that's good enough for me. And you know, it all just depends on what you look. Yeah. One shot shield break on. So you could, you know, that'd be great for if you're over, 
overlooking an area with a bunch of teams fighting and you kind of just want teams to be knocked out. Be great. Um, now the, the community on this one did not think that this person would be meta. They did not think in, in let, let's be honest with, with everybody right now. Um, crypto completely nullifies this person being meta crypto, uh, the drone, um, being, uh, being able to control it. If I want to control it, being able to point and send it now, um, being able to scan, um, the, uh, the, uh, the scans from the beacons from uh, off a distance, uh, the EMP being probably more successful than someone being able to hit a sniper shot and also breaking shields of multiple characters rather than just uh, one with one shot. Uh, there is no way in anybody's right mind that they hopefully would pick this character over crypto. I think you're going to have people that fall in love with this character and want to play them, but I don't think you're going to have people that will main like strictly main this character or choose this character over existing legends, especially when crypto's in the game. Um, so I don't know. I mean, but now, now the, 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 the community that you're really going to be getting with this is your snipers. Your the people who love sniping will play this because they will have a sniper in their grasp at all times. And that means they might not have to pick up a sniper as their main two guns. It gives you the ability to, potentially have three weapons if your uh the sniper that you pull out as your ultimate does not count as your two main guns so it does give you that ability to have a sniper um for your character um for that so we did have a couple of answers from the community um this person said i think that the teleport being versatility controlled is a huge depending on how maneuverability the drone is or the the bird having a lower power kraber is great but not op since the Kraber is already a skill weapon, it works as an ult. So yeah, they, they agree with us as far as it goes. Whenever it says, uh, whenever we said that the, as long as it's not as strong as Kraber. And this person said her passive should be given to Path. Um, her tactical is <laughs> A since Crypto Drone and uh, TP, and her ult is a prob because most broken unless they put it with a super long cooldown. But again, again, I don't really think it needs a super long cooldown. I think it just needs to be. The damage needs yeah. to be managed. So every everything you all are saying in in the in the uh, explanations are exactly what we've said here in the last five minutes about this character. Um, it's just going to be a character of like, is this someone you want to play? Right? Is, is Haka the personality? It's kind of like for me, it's like kind of like Fuse. Uh, Fuse is becoming more meta, but before now, I didn't play Fuse because he was meta. I played Fuse because he's funny, and I like I liked when he came out. The music in the game when he came out was fun. The the grenade and annoying people is fun. But I don't play him because his kid is the best, right? I yeah. don't play him at all because of that. So, and that's okay to have in the game. So let's go ahead and move into our third character here, Blisk. So Blisk has been teased for as long as this game's been out. If you don't know who Blisk is, go play Titanfall. Um, but uh, uh, Blisk is the guy who essentially at the beginning of Apex was recruiting people for the game. Now we see are the Apex games. Now we see that that's kind of shifted to Dr. Silva and all that good stuff. But Blisk was super involved. Um, Blisk is uh, going to be an awesome offensive legend. Um, his, uh, his, his potential abilities are pretty crazy. Um, you have the pilot kit, which means he can hack survey beacons using his data knife. So he'll be able to throw, a data knife at a beacon, kind of like, you know, crypto can hack them real quick. He'll be able to quickly hack that. And then he can also wall run. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one is his tactical, which is called, and that one, uh, the first one is called pilot kit. The next one is his tactical, which is my ring, my rules. Bliss creates a damaging zone powered by the ring. <laughs> Woo wee. And then his ultimate could be two, one of two things. Stand by for Titanfall, where he summons a Titan to uh, to suppress an area, or it could potentially be if you play Titanfall, this thing was oppressive, it was annoying, and you died when you fought against it. The smart pistol, the semi-automatic lock-on pistol made from Titanfall, which basically snaps onto an enemy as you point at them. You don't have to aim; it's basically auto uh, auto aim. Um, and you just click the button and headshots and body shots just go flying and there's nothing that the enemy can do about it. Right. So we had to break this up a little bit. We did have, um, the same questions as before, but I did ask two questions on the ultimate. Uh, so the passive, if people want wall running in apex, let's just be honest, people want it, whether or not it needs to be in the game, people want wall running in, in people want, modes dedicated that you can have wall running on any character people just want wall running so the majority here said yes on that one uh the tactical people thought that ring the ring idea was a cool idea which I, i'm cool with it because uh, we don't really have anything in the game where you can create a zone of damage other than looking at maybe fuses ult right but even fuses ult you can only create a ring so if someone stands in the ring they're not going to take damage or someone makes it outside the ring while it's flying in the air. So this looks more like it's an area that's constantly affected. The inside of the area would be affected. So that's really cool. Um, and then the ultimate, nobody likes the Titanfall ultimate. Um, I think you could, I think that they could work on that. I mean, to get a Titan in the game, I think apex could do something with that. Um, and then the smart pistol, I don't know why in the world, the majority said yes. I don't, the reason the majority said yes here is because they've never played Titanfall. Like that gun, it's an insta-kill. It's worse than Hawk's ult of having a, if you, if you thought having a Kraber in somebody's hands was bad, imagine having a P2020 with, is it hammer points or whatever it gets? Not hammer points, it's what it, imagine having a, what is it, P2020, what it, disruptor rounds? Is that what P2020 had? Something yeah, like that. Imagine having around, that. Yeah. Having that and have it auto locked onto you, yeah, no, hell no. Excuse my language, no, absolutely not. So um, let's go ahead. I want to hear your thoughts on it. So looking at the passive with the recon knife and and wall running, what are your thoughts on wall running in Apex? Like, will it really make a difference? Or I mean, is there enough walls to really run on? I mean, there are, um, but my answer to that is get good and learn how to wall hop. <laughs> and learn how to tap strafe and learn how to do all the things that are already in the game. Um, if you need to be able to wall run, then apex really isn't the game for you. There's call of duty. There's, there's like, there's Titanfall. That's actually making a comeback. The game itself, um, Titanfall too. Uh, and that's just me being me. Like I'm, when it comes to some things, I'm just super hard head. I like the throwing knife. I like that there's crypto, but again, it gives crypto competition for like the 200 meter scan. Uh, instead of the 200 meter dash, he can do the 200 meter scan. This man can do with a with a crypto drone. Um, so I like that. I, I really like the throwing knife. Just take out the wall running. There's, why do you need to add that? Like that that makes no that makes no sense to me. The wall run. Yeah, wall running would be really cool with Castle Newcastle's ability. So if Newcastle got interest in, in introduced before Blisk, 
And then you could pair those two because you could build the wall and then Blisk run into the wall. Uh, that would be pretty run on the wall. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, I I just don't. I mean, if they add wall running to him, uh, so what? I don't really care. I mean, go ahead. I guess. Um, I don't think it make a bit of difference because if you're not able, if you if you are not already good at wall jumping or whatever it is, you're probably not going to be good on on wall running either. Even though it's a little bit different, but. Um, yeah. you have to be really, you, you probably have to be very skilled at it. And I would expect wall running, uh, to, to hinder your, your aim in a way that makes it a little bit harder to aim. Um, if not take away the ability to use the gun, like, uh, like, um, Valk taking off with her rockets. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly think, you know, if you had wall running, you definitely want to be able to use your gun. That's how, that's how fun it, that's how it was fun in Titanfall, right? You had your gun, you use hit fire when you all ran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, it could add something cool to the game. Um, but, but we'll see what happens there. His tactical, you know, it sounds okay. Uh, I don't, you know, adding the, the ring type damage to people sounds okay to me. Uh, I, I, what I would really like is like, you know, instead of just like a boring old dome, maybe it like kind of links into the ring or comes from up. I don't know, something cool, like some cool kind of animation with that. Um, how do you feel about an area of damage? I mean, we have areas of protection. We have heat shields. Why can't we have <laughs> the opposite of heat shields? I mean, at that point, is he an enemy to Gibraltar at some point? Like that, that's that's a big thing. Like um, Gibraltar has the shield of protection, obviously, with the bubble. Um, with him, with Blitz, uh, he would have the... Or uh, Blisk, I'm sorry, not Blitz. Blisk would have the, the damage. And at that point, if you're taking final circle fights, then am I safe in this? Am I safe in the bubble as Blitz? Uh, is my team safe? Is it one of those things? Or is my team taking damage just like me? Kind of like if you go into a fusel and you, or you jump into like a thermite, you're going to get hit with it. It's one of those things where it's just like there's a lot of, again, it's it's, it's kind of like the first ledger. It's kind of like the first legend, excuse me, that we looked at. We, there's just a lot of questions that, I, that I'd have yeah, in the community. Because would a heat shield n- n- you nullify this? Like if you had, if you got hit with this, could you just do a heat shield? If you get hit with this outside of the ring, is it double ring damage? What does that look like? You know, uh, it, it would be interesting to see and we'll, we'll see what it looks like. But I, I definitely think as a, as a ability, it sounds really, really, really cool. So We'll see what happens there. So let's uh, just your preference. If if you had to choose standby for Titanfall or Smart Pistol to be entered into the game, which one would you choose? Neither. They're both terrible. <laughs> um, first off, just giving someone a pistol that allows them to, you know, have aimbot is a terrible idea um, because it opens up a can of worms along the lines of like, oh, okay, I'm just using a P2020 and I have the old, I'm not hacking. Like, how is an enemy going to know if you're holding the ult, right? If it's a P2020. Um, so that's the first thing. Again, if it's its own gun, then sure, it's very easily detectable. Um, over on the back side of that, though, I like, if I had to pick, probably the Silencing Titan. Uh, because I think that would be really strong for endgame. Um, or even, like, real estate fights that happen a lot of the times in these tournaments where people are trying to hold a home. You drop that ult. Now, no one can ult other than your team. I think it's I think it's good. Or it literally silences everyone, including your team. I think it would make a fair fight at that point. So there's no Gibby bubbles. There's no Bloodhound scans. There's no Seer scans. There's no Crypto drone silences. 
Um, but it, like it, with that silenced Titan, the same thing correlates with Crypto Drone, right? Crypto Drone can be ulted and it can hit your team. It doesn't break their shield or anything. It just stuns them. So it's like one of those things where the give and take, what's the positive, what's the negatives? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, uh, I'm i not for the smart pistol. I, I'm sure you could tell that earlier. I'm I'm not for that. I am, I'm kind of like you. I'm for the Titan. Um, I would want, so you'd have to be really careful, right? So like, it's for me, it's almost like engineering, right? When I look at pole heights and spans down guys and all that, you know, I would have to, look at the height of the Titan, um, you know, and then like depending yeah. on the terrain in front of the Titan, do, does do, do players have the ability to get away from the, the, the gun from the shots from the Titan? I would want that the Titan could only have a machine gun, like gun, no rockets. I would not be cool with rockets. Like, Area damage oh, coming from Titans. I don't know. I this thing cannot have a gun. It cannot have a gun at all. I, I think it just needs to be a silencing drone because if this thing has a gun, it breaks the game. Allowing someone, allowing like a third party AI to just come in and AFK and just drop. Imagine playing that in an open field. You don't have to leave cover. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. No, I mean, it, you'd have to, it would have to be, I don't know. Like, I would be okay with the machine gun. As long as there was a distance required, a distance, and um, as long as there's a certain, like, they can't see over certain heights of cover. Like, I, I'm i not cool with, like, and I don't want a very tall Titan. I want a smaller Titan that's more personable, like, more smaller that, like, he could. And also, I would really want Blisk to jump into the Titan so that the character's unplayable during the time that the Titan is on the ground and the Titan couldn't be on the ground long enough because that way, if it does have a gun, at least you don't have to worry about that team having two players on the field. There has to be a balance here. And, and, uh, and I think that the biggest balance there would be make sure that Blisk is in the Titan. So that way you don't have three players pushing with the Titan um, to their on, you know, in the background. So, yeah, I think as long as they they balanced it in a way that it made sense, and of course, there's probably going to be the whole animation of Titanfall, right? He's going to call in a little the little uh, the little symbol on the ground. It's going to take a minute to fly down, and then of course, the whole point would be you would in order for the Titan to even become available, Blisk would have to run and enter the Titan, so a team could take advantage of that time. That would be my decision and then the titan can't move you can't move in the titan you just can only aim the machine gun um or it auto aims whatever you want to do i think it'd be cool to aim the machine gun and and choose where you suppress the fire but i think if you put those type of limitations on a titan based ult in the game i don't think it'll be overpowered i think that it'll be easily depends depends how they make it work and what they put into it yeah and respawn if you're listening i just gave you your titanfall um ultimate there and i think that would be balanced um so yeah, uh, I don't know if anybody agrees with me, uh, but and then of course we ask the same question: Would this legend be meta? And people said very and extremely, and well, it's actually more people said moderately and very, but overall, like almost half of people said very. Um, uh, the smart pistol is what people kind of said in their explanation, uh, but a lot of people agree with wall running. Um, but a lot of people think that wall running would make Blisk 
meta. I don't think wall running makes bliss meta. If anything, wall running makes bliss more of a target because it's easier to hit a target run on the side of a building than your other two, the other two characters hiding behind cover, to be honest with you. So there's no way I think that makes him meta. Um, but yeah. And then of course we have at the very end of all of our surveys, let us know what you want us to talk about. Don't be like one person that commented in this and I'm going to call this person out. Somebody put after every section, they put junk, more junk and still junk. And then when we asked what it would be about, they said, stop. So if you're going to answer the surveys like that, just don't waste our time to answer them. Um, but we, and we, and we, we put these surveys out so we can hear from the community. We want to hear, and uh, it's all about structuring a show around the community's feedback on topics that are, are current topics in apex legends. Um, so you will, we will be covering, you know, custom legend ideas. We will be covering console versus PC uh, debates, uh, metas for rank splits, uh, CS seasons come out. What, what impact did the season make on the players? You're going to be seeing all that kind of stuff in these surveys. And of course that just feeds the podcast more. It gives me the ability also to bring on community members like Dr. Spicy here to just kind of discuss what we've been asking about a lot of these people that we bring on answer these questions and want to talk about them. And, uh, I love having community members on the show. Uh, so with that, we'll go ahead and close up the show. Uh, of course, we want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank you, Dr. Spicy for joining, of man. Course, you're of course. as, as far as guests go, man, your input, uh, on the survey, the, the conversation beforehand about life and, and stuff in general was it really, I, I mean, whenever I came in, I'm not gonna lie. Whenever I came in tonight, I was really not motivated. I even thought about messaging you and be like, Hey, let's just uh, like hold off on it or whatever. Um, but getting to sit down and talk to you, man, has been a real pleasure. Um, and a, I feel like a privilege. You're a really cool guy. And I'm, I'm super, I'm, I feel super lucky to have Dr. Shrimpley who, you know, you kind of came through. So Dr. Shrimpley himself is a really, really cool guy. Um, but, but again, thank you everybody for, yeah. Love, love Dr. Shimbley. Thank everybody for listening. If you would like to make sure you visit our link tree at link tree forward slash BR underscore broadcast where, you know, you could potentially be on the show. You could get in there, talk to me and let me know you want to be on the show. We'll bring you on. Um, where, what social media can we find you on? And then also uh, go ahead and give us some shout outs of some people that you would like to shout out here. I, I know that you've got team uh, teammates and stuff and where yeah, can yeah, we yeah. watch that kind of stuff? Where, you know, how can we as a community support your community that you're trying to build yourself? Yeah. So for me personally, um, I have Twitter and uh, Twitch right now. I'm trying to get a YouTube channel up and going. Uh, the Twitter and Twitch account, uh, you can find me at the real Dr. Spicy. Uh, that's that's kind of what I go under. That's what I use for my casting and everything. Uh, the YouTube is going to be under the Spice Lounge. That's what my community is called. Um for my organization that I am uh, basically an owner of, you can find us at Glacial Global on Twitter. Uh, our Twitch is going to be at Glacial Global also, and same thing with our YouTube. Uh, all that stuff, and you guys can you guys can keep up with our teams. We just announced our Apex Legends main roster, uh, and we're going to be going to be announcing our Academy roster here in the near future. We're just trying to get some really cool. Uh, and sit clips of them so we can put out a nice little montage. Um, and we do have a MOBA division too. So uh, we do League of Legends right now. We have a uh, Challenger League of Legends team that we're getting ready to announce to be our main team. 
Uh, I'm kind of the forefront and the kind of driving force and pushing our organization to be from an amateur league to a semi-pro league. Um, so that that's what my job is here right now to to make sure all my players start making money and they start getting the notoriety and in the, in the just getting noticed as as fast as they can. Awesome, man. Well, hashtag Glacier Apex Legends champions here in the next year or so, right? Right? Glacial Global Apex Legends champions. Like I said, they played a stream tonight. Uh, My guys are streaming right now. Uh, That MF native TTV, he's he's one of our main fraggers. Uh, And then we have Jester, who's actually our captain. And and we're thinking about changing up our roster a little bit to add a uh, Apex Predator in there. Uh, in the very near future. And all of our guys are, are super cool. Uh, I, I consider them all a, a second family to me. Um, we hang out. I'm not, I'm not that kind of owner that, that sits and, and nitpicks every little thing. I, I, I trust my guys. Like I said, I trust the amazing Thunderhawk who assists me through everything uh, to build the amazing FPS department that we have to this day. Um, and I trust my captain and Jester that they're going to make the best decisions moving forward. Absolutely. It's important that trust is established. We're, we're working on that at my actual workplace right now. We've got two new people in charge and you know how that goes. You're just trying to establish trust and build morale and all kinds of good stuff. So uh, you can find me um, just in any of the broadcast social medias. We did eliminate quite a few social medias there a couple of weeks ago, but we are on Twitter at broadcast and apex legends podcast. Same thing on YouTube on Twitch. We are BR underscore broadcast. And then, of course, you can message me on Discord at geo number 4574. Add me. Join the Discord. The link is in the description below to our link tree, which has the link to the Discord. We also link like the survey there and all kinds of good stuff. The new survey should be going out by the end of this week um, for the Not Next Monday show, of course, because we're interviewing Alex. But the show after that, where we will hopefully bring on another community member or establish a I'm an actual second host. So we will see what will happen there. Um, And of course we would love for you to please share the show with your friends. If you have any friends that play apex legends, make sure this show gets sent to them. We have the show out on multiple different platforms. Our, our actual uh, main platform is anchor, but anchor is really good at distributing to places like Apple podcast, Spotify, overcast player FM, all that other stuff. And if I mention one, I'm not on, I'm sorry, but that's, we're pretty much everywhere. Um, and, and the best thing you can do is go to Apple and uh, go to their podcast and rate and review us on there um, on your favorite podcast platform. We're trying, I think Spotify somehow has a rating thing. Um, we're they on do, Google too. I love Spotify. Yeah. Spotify is great. I actually, we, when we post it in the discord, that's what we put it out on Spotify. Cause you can listen uh, the way that discord works, you can listen to Spotify through discord. You don't have to go to the actual app. So it works very, very well for podcasting and putting it out there. So I guess with that, uh, again, thank you very much, Dr. Spicy for coming on. Of course. Of course. Anytime, anytime. Great show, man. So we will see everybody next time here on broadcast. Yep. Let's go. See y'all later. <laughs> Bye guys.